have this friendly against Latvia, which is a little bit of a nothing game. It could be interesting that game now if it is the case that this is when Evan Ferguson starts and maybe that's his chance. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. Alan Quillen, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, Jar. How are you? Yeah, pretty busy weekend, uh, all told. Um, and in the end, Munster, we're on the verge of like having one of those all-time kind of Munster moments. And uh, ultimately, they're going to have to go to South Africa now in the round of 16. So it's been a tough end to what was actually a really good weekend for Munster. Yeah, I think that was uh, that was the worst part of, of yesterday. I think, obviously, you know, you lose the game. You're disappointed. We've spoken a lot about... Um, you know, taking positives out of a couple of Munster defeats. I think they've, um, you know, they've lost three games out of, out of nine in this this block of, of nine games since the November internationals. Uh, two to Toulouse and one to Leinster. And um, they're pretty close in, in, in all three of those games. Um, given the start they had to the season and how disjointed they looked, they looked unfit. They were making lots of mistakes and errors. Um, I think they can... You know, be very happy and and uh, obviously disappointed in losing the game, but you know, getting a losing bonus point um, and the way things turned out, you know, it was it's in the lap of the gods. Really, it's out of their control when that result happens, um, and they probably got the worst possible scenario of going to having to travel to South Africa because um, you know it's going to be very very difficult. South Africa will have all their internationals um, long distance to travel home for a week and then back out there for another couple of weeks for a URC game so it's um, yeah it's a tough a tough challenge for them but I think they can be very pleased with, with a lot of what they did yesterday and uh, the fight and determination and, and the improvement they're making Can we talk about the, the tackle on Joey Carberry um, so if people haven't seen this uh, Carberry gets hit very hard and um, uh, I don't, was it a legitimate tackle? Um, I don't think so. Um, I think if you watch the footage of it, when I saw it um, live, I immediately um, expected a review of that. Um, obviously, Joey Carberry gets back up. Um, you need a closer look to see was it was it kind of chest first and did he come up into the head? Um, Joey Carberry's kind of head, whip, um, you know, whiplash back a little bit. He he got straight up off the ground, so he obviously wasn't hurt, but. Um, it was pretty reckless and dangerous from from Richie Arnold. Is there are there uh, enough wrapping of arms to make it? Because it didn't... no, there's not. A, it, it, it like if it's not a if it's not a high tackle, there's no arms wrapped there at all, and it's it's shooting out of the line. And I, I just honestly, Ger, I just don't know why players are continuing to to do this. Maybe he gets away with it, but you're really rolling the dice, taking a chance on shooting out of the line. Um, of course, you want to try and you know get at the opposition players when they have the ball and put in a big hit. But we're talking about behaviours in the game, and uh, you're in a really risky situation there. And you know, I when you look at the video of this, um, it definitely needs to. You need to see it, see more replays. You know, I've done loads of games in France. You have no control of the pitchers, and they won't play anything that's. Um, the, that 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 goes against the home team ever. 
Um, it's frustrating sometimes when you're on commentary and you're looking, you want replays and you expect them to, to, to put in replays. It definitely should have been looked at. And the directors there won't do that. They won't play it. But they played Ben Healy's one, didn't they? Um, very innocuous. Um, his elbow hits the chest first. It comes up. It's a penalty at most. Um, it's a really, really harsh yellow card. I just don't know what the TMO... Okay, there's an argument um, to say that the TMO looked at the, the, the Richie Arnold tackle and thought it was fine. But when you watch the replay of it, it's very, very difficult to, to look at that and not be really concerned about the contact where it was, the, 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 the lack of no arms. And given everything that's going on in the game, um, it'd be really... I, I think it's really poor. It's it's very very high tackle. It's it's right up at the top of the chest. I, I presume he doesn't hit the neck or the head area of Joey Carberry, but he's leading with his head, and um, it should have been uh, it should have been looked at by the referee. Yeah, Rowan Kit, the TMO should at least say to the referee, "Have a look at this," and yeah. then they look at it, get it some different angles, and say, "Oh wow, it's okay." Because sometimes these tackles are actually they look worse in real time. And they're just about below the line of of you know of getting penalised. So if anybody's maybe missed that it, was the, the, case. the footage is, is uh, you can actually see it on uh, the Heineken Champions Cup Twitter feeds. Um, they were uh, highlighting the the exciting rugby at the weekend and that tackle. Do, do you think it looked risky? I think um, when when you slow it down, it doesn't. But when you see it in real time, you're like, oh, he's kind of. It looks like he's off the air, hurtling through the air. Well, yeah. it deserved a, it deserved a second look at at. at it deserved least. a look. I think publicly to have a look at it. But look, um, maybe it was okay. Joey Carberry, maybe he didn't get hit in the face, which would that, the indications would be that 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 that's, that was the case because he got back up. But um, I just think when you see Ben Healy's one and that getting replayed, yeah. Um, yeah, no, look, look uh, that, that's definitely true. Uh, like, Carberry plays well afterwards, after the, the tackle, and is involved in one of the best monster tries we've seen in a long time that actually gives him the lead at the around the 50th minute. And then, then they take him off after that, or fairly soon after that. So is that a, a preordained change with Healy, do you think? Or did was there a bit of wear and tear? Because he actually, when he's making the crossfield kick for the try that... Uh, Munster score he also ships another heavy tackle was it just too much punishment or was it a, a tactical thing it's probably a mixture I don't know because um, I think when the coaches talk about that I'm sure they'll be asked this week I think it was a bit of wear and tear I think it's a bit of fit, the physicality of the whole game he got some heavy tackles um, and I think you, you know Munster have kind of stuck to the principle of, of of kind of emptying their bench. And sometimes some of the changes are kind of going, well, God, I I'm not sure if I'd make that change yet. But um, they believe that, uh, that that's working for them and it's freshening things up and the players coming off the bench are bringing that bit of energy. So, um, yeah, I think he um, at times he looked a little bit um, lethargic and kind of just a little bit standoffish. Other times he looked really good. I think it's a really tough time for Joey Carberry. Mentally, it's 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 hard. Um, and Toulouse's line speed was phenomenal yesterday. And it was always, I said this last week, it was always difficult. You know, when you get dropped off an Irish squad and you go back and play with your province, you think, yeah, I just get back playing, get a big performance, move forward. But, you know, you go to Toulouse on Sunday and, and you're thinking it's a very, very difficult uh, situation. But, you know... I think he did well. Yeah. Um, I think the missed kicks were very, very surprising. Uh, and even the kick he got, 
So I'm not really sure what was going on there, and I'm, I'm sure people are the same. Those two missed kicks were really uncharacteristic. Well, maybe um, he's feeling the effects of that giant hit, you know? It's, maybe, that's yeah, possible. maybe. Just to talk briefly about the 10s where we, where we have it up here, um, uh, the Ireland selectors were at the Leinster game on Saturday, certainly the head coach and Mike Cat were both there, and uh, Ross Byrne has a relatively straightforward game. Again, misses some kicks that you would expect him to make. Has one fairly egregious uh, inside his own 22 crossfield kick that um, Rassing managed to snaffle. And you're like, oh, it's almost as if like all of a sudden there's just a little bit of extra pressure on. And he wasn't as flawless as he normally is. But then the rest of the team weren't as, as flawless as they normally are either. So... I don't know. Is there anything in that? Anything that we should uh, read into? Um, not, Just to- not, not really. I think. Um, I think obviously with what's happened with Ross Byrne now, his performance is going to be um, looked at with a fine tooth comb, and people are going to question certain things. And we're all kind of much more conscious now that he's back in the Irish squad. People will try and make um, look for weaknesses, and and but look, I think he's a very astute player. He's very uh, rock solid in what he does. Um, I think it was more of a probably uh, team misfiring a little bit early early in that game in the, that first half. There was some mistakes. Um, Leinster may be looking around for certain players who have played so well this year in the competition to to give them a bit of spark. They're up against a side probably who are um, you know really fighting for their lives. They're a very physical side, racing. And they made it difficult. So um, a combination of that, a few errors. But if you're a halfback and, and you're going to handle the ball 50, 60, 70 times in a game, there's going to be you know, some mistakes. I think you want to try and eradicate them and, and, and do uh, most things uh, well. Um, so he had a couple of little things that didn't go according to plan. He didn't, he didn't execute perfectly. The crossfield kick is... You know, it's just an inaccuracy. I wouldn't read too much into it, but um, you know, Leinster turned it around. I think, you know, he's he's. Um, I wouldn't be too concerned or worried about that. I think Ross Bourne mentally will be in a good place now going into to Irish camp this week. We've had a lot of negativity, Alan, in conversations in recent months around uh, Munster, and and yet does there appear to be a bit of light at the end of the the Graham Roundtree tunnel? Because even defensively yesterday they looked without the ball reasonably good it speaks it speaks volumes for the work Dennis Leamy is doing for example well it speaks volumes um, Shane for, for what, what the players are doing themselves as well and the coaches um, who've come in I think it's a very difficult situation and you know Munster are still short a number of players to, to, to start winning big games in Europe and be, be contenders for the competition but I think what we've seen in, in particularly in this, these block of fixtures these six these nine fixtures I think you've seen far more positives than negatives. Um, some of the decision-making at times, yes, can it be better? Um, but they're now a good side to watch. I know you don't win trophies being a good side to watch and still losing games. And, and I, I've said that for, about Connacht for a number of years under Andy Friend. They're a great side to watch. But would Connacht fans prefer them to be uh, a bit bland in, 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 in viewing and be winning matches and and squeezing the life out of opposition. Sometimes, yes, maybe. Um, but I think Munster are doing a lot of stuff right here. They're 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 down and a lot of power. Um, you know, a dog is missing. Thomas Ahern, Finian Witcherly, RG Snyman, obviously. Um, you know, but 
adding him into the mix that he's missing. He we we know that for a long time. But their their reserves have been kind of stretched a little bit. They're a little bit short in the front row with more depth. Um but I just think the way they're playing and, and to see Fekitoa come off the bench, I think that's good for him. That's good for Munster yesterday. Um they're they're missing a bit of out and out gas and a bit of an X factor player in, in that back line. When um, when do you think Snyman's going to actually see the field, or what's the what's the? Well, well, I think the talk is February um, for those those URC games in February. That there's a real good chance that he's going to be involved for them. So that'd be a massive boost for him, and um, to have him in 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 that run of of. I think their focus has to totally switch now, um, which is stating the obvious to URC because um, getting into the Champions Cup next year. Uh, getting a crack in at the playoffs in the URC is really important. And I think then they can look back and say, well, you know, it's like qualifying for the Champions League in in in, in, in soccer and the Premiership. I think that's a really important box to tick. And, and it's still going to be quite difficult. But these run of games, Benetton, Osprey, Scarlet, Glasgow, um, yeah. Okay. They're four games, must-win games for them. We should talk about, about Leinster, who um, have won every game they've played, are... You know, when they play badly, they beat Racing, a powerhouse of European rugby, easily in the second half. And, um, you know, some some of their players, particularly Ringrose, like Osborne also really good. But there's just a, a standard now that they've set where we expect that they're going to take care of business. And there's kind of like a, oh, why is this game still even at halftime? Like, they, they've really... I, I, I know um, uh, Keen Tracy's right today saying that actually there is problems. You know, two games in a row... The uh, defensive line-out mall, two penalty tries last week and a, a try-off it this week. And the scrum has, has creaked. Uh, so it's not perfect, but it's damn good. Yeah, they're not superhuman that everything is going to be perfect in their performances. I wouldn't have many concerns about Leinster. I think they're at a level. When you think that Ty Furlong is missing, Johnny Sexton, James Lowe, Jenkins, um, Robbie Henshaw. Imagine putting those five guys back in the mix. Um, it's phenomenal. Uh, their points difference is 150. I think La Rochelle is the next best at 66. So it shows how dominant they've been. You know, you can look at the Gloucester game, the team they sent over and all that. But I think that performance and racing set the tone for them. Um, the way they've been going in the URC. Um, and they're a team that, there's, of course, you're not going to have perfect performances every match. I think the first half is actually good for Leinster that... People are kind of bringing this stuff up now that they're not going to get caught cold. Um, the only way to ever have a chance of beating Leinster is to be physical and try and slow down their flow and stop them. And Because if they, you know, the speed of rock when that's good, um, they're so accurate in what they do. Their attack is sublime and their lines are running and all that kind of stuff. So um, I think they've been uh, by far the best team in the competition so far. The tries they've scored, the pace they play with, um, and they didn't panic the other day. You mentioned Gary Ringrose, just phenomenal rugby player. I think he's grown so much in the last couple of years. Um, doesn't panic. Brilliant defender. He's attack. His skills, lines are running. Jimmy O'Brien was outstanding the other day. Hugo Keenan, all these players. That's good for Ireland, obviously, as well. But, you know, I think Leinster will look at that now between now and the, and the pool stages. And, um, and, Sometimes the obvious, you can't do anything about it. Whoever they meet between now and the end of the competition, how far, wherever far they go, I think it's theirs to lose, really. Um, teams will try and be physical with them. But, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Leinster cope with that this year. 
Ring Rose appears to be, uh, you know, I guess rising to the, the captain's armband even he had on the weekend, Alan. Like, he's, he's been brilliant. Man of the match performance as well. A bit of an injury scare, I think, when he went over for the last try. Uh, a bit of a clatter from, from Wade. But he just looks imperious at the minute. And he's someone that Andy Farrell loves. We know that. Yeah, I think he's just very composed and and calm. And um, his conditioning is phenomenal. You know, he just backs up so many moments in the game. Uh, he's never stops always looking for opportunities but I think the biggest impress- the most impressive thing is defensively in the last couple of years such a good reader of the game physically has been sh- stronger in contact and uh, he's just a handful for anyone to try and stop and and you know he's grown into a real leadership role as well people look around him and uh, his composure it's 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 it, you know his his leadership is is his actions really and he comes up with big plays and attack and defence throughout any game he plays in yeah, I wonder is he a potential Ireland captain? Mm-hmm. We just assumed that it was probably going to be James Ryan who gets yeah. the Ireland captaincy, and uh, maybe maybe we were wrong. Maybe maybe one of the few undroppable players at the moment that we have in Irish rugby is Ringo's. I do want to uh, give Ulster some flowers. Uh, we have been you know pouring on them, rightly so, over the last five six weeks. They've been in the midst of an absolute crisis. Is this them turned around? Is everything has the good ship been righted? Um. Well, it's good for them and they showed a lot of character and fight and I, I think they finished the game strong, which was something that wasn't happening the last few weeks. Um, it was tough because Sailor are a very physical side and I think if there's any sort of vulnerability with Ulster, it's that they can be a bit brittle at times. It can be broken down and got at physically. Um, I dated dug it out really in that second half. They're behind. Um, I think their reaction, the energy, the crowd make a huge difference for them and it helps um, when, you know, they're held up over the line twice and from both kickoffs, they're back up the field again. So they showed a lot of spark there and determination and got the job done. And, um, you know, I think they can they can put some of those bad defeats behind them mentally. There's, there'll be a real sense of relief here that they're in the knockout stages. A daunting task going to Dublin, for sure. But, you know, for them... They're not. They're not winners either. You know what I mean. They're not winners of this competition, and I think really important psychologically for them to be to looking forward to their own sixteen game. And um, so everything's not completely fixed here. I think they've got to keep working on that. But I think the biggest positive for them was they showed unity and they showed fight. Um, they still have personal personality problems in the sense that they need better quality in certain positions, but. Um, a lot of positives for them to get the job done and get into the knockout stage. It shows the system is flawed, really, and the format is flawed when you win one game and you're into the knockout stages. And that's not having a go at Ulster, but I think we've all spoke about the format and people not liking it compared to the other system um, previously. But um, they won't care, Dan McFarlane. And I'm glad for him. I think he's uh, they've worked their socks off and they've been in a tough place. And that happens in sports, so they can take a lot out of this. Quinny, what did you make of uh, the Connacht team selection? Um, now, uh, financially speaking, if they had got a bonus point winning against Newcastle, they would have been home all the way until, until the final. You know, this could run into hundreds of thousands of euro, and this is a time, as has been covered in the papers, of, of player renegotiations and contracts where they need that, that sort of money. Uh, as it turns out, they played a, a slightly weakened team, I, I would argue, and ended up losing to Newcastle, which will have repercussions. Andy Friend kind of defending the, the selection after the game, but I don't know what you made of the... Of the pick, the 15. 
yeah, hindsight's a great thing. When things don't work out, I think he's trying to back the depth of the squad and develop that depth um, within the squad. Um, Keane Prendergast, as it turns out, has had a foot injury during the week, so he wasn't kind of rested, but there was a couple. Um, not really sure what's happening with the Bondiaki situation, um, you know, why he's not in squads and playing in the last couple of weeks. But, um, again, it's a decision that Andy Friend hoped um, wouldn't backfire on him. Um, Is there anything in the Bundy a, to Munster rumours that are suddenly appearing out of nowhere? I don't know. There's something not right, Jerry. anyway, in the sense that, um, you know... He's, he's in the Ireland player, squad. Mm. Ireland obviously yeah, don't player, feel like there's player anything... player that quality. Yeah. Yeah, a player that quality in the last period of time for Ireland. He's been brilliant. So, um, not sure what it is. So, we're only speculating, but... Good, um, there's good, something a good signing from Munster right there if it does happen phenomenal signing from Munster I think you know it's it's Connick fans won't be happy to hear that but me saying that but Munster needed probably needed 12 I don't know if Fekitoa will be staying on um, they need a tight head as well and, and maybe other reinforcements in the front row and they're going to go and try and strengthen anyway um, but for Connick I, look I think the URC has to be um their bread and butter and this probably backfired a little bit with them but they came up against a strong Newcastle side who were probably um, wanted to get a home performance themselves and these are the judgment calls they make I wouldn't criticise Andy Friend and say well you should have you should have made picked certain guys that you left out but um, they've got to try and develop their strength as well there but um, unfortunately okay. they're away now in the round 16 Alright Quinny good stuff thanks a million Cheers, thanks, lads. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.